BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello. Thank you for being a POV Plus subscriber. If you're not already subscribed to POV Plus on Apple Podcasts, make sure you do that because that is the only way you'll be able to listen to Text to My Therapist, POV's weekly pop culture roundup. Make sure to stay tuned after this episode for a free preview of Text to My Therapist. Also, while you're at it, make sure to check out the show's website at pluspov.com for exclusive merchandise and to pre-order the POV You're My Therapist workbook. Yeah, the girlies are healing this year. And if you're enjoying the show, please help us out by leaving a rating and review of the podcast and by sharing it with your friends and your family. So if you're listening, you're not going to be able to tell, but we are in a brand new space. It's the same old space, but with new hot decoration, girl. I ate this up. I ate this set up. I ate the color. I ate it all up. And it looks beautiful. If you're listening on the radio, let me describe it for you. Okay. Imagine. Um, I don't know if you know what lime wash looks like, but the walls are this beautiful lime wash green, very light green. Imagine like a yummy sage with a lot of texture in it and a lot of different tones. It's very nice. It kind of looks like stone. Oh my God, so fancy. Um, I'm sitting on a new couch. It, there's, It's like a module set it, that you've been seeing all the girlies with on Instagram and Pinterest. Yes, I got my little grubby little fingers. My grubby little fingers got a hold of it. Thank you very much, okay? So I got one module in white and then the other one in orange, which just matches my set perfectly. Mwah, bellissima. Thank you very much. And behind me, there's like a mid-century modern type what is that? What would you call that? It's not a book set. It's like an entertainment center. I put my candles on it and then I put a POV plus sign. And then it's just very cozy. It's very warm. It's very cute. I love it. I'm just so excited. I spent a lot of time putting this set together and kind of deciding what I wanted to do with this set for the new season. Season three. Season three. So I'm just excited that everything came out the way I wanted it to. And I'm just very proud of myself and all the hard work. Um, I would like to say a special thank you to my mommy. Because when we were doing this, I was really angry. Because I was stressed the fuck out. Y'all, we got this done in about two days, um, four days ago. Because, and this is what I'm going to talk to you about in this episode, is all of the updates that's been happening and all of the changes that has been happening in my life. So my studio finished about like, a week ago. Okay. As you can imagine, that's very stressful for me because I didn't want to wait until the last minute to be 
like getting ready and like doing everything and then I miss something or I forgot to do something or I lost something because I've been doing a lot of traveling this summer and I've taken my camera and my podcasting equipment with me. So it's like, I don't want to be seated, ready to record the last minute, last moment I have to record. And then I realize I am missing something. So that was my biggest fear. Um, And I wanted just in case if I hated it, I had enough time to reshoot, regroup, redo whatever I needed to do, okay? Um, so I was on edge. I was very much on edge. And, you know, I, I was, I was very rude. I was a bit evil. So, you know, um, we talked about that. I said my apologies and all of that. Um, yeah. So that being said, and um, thank you, mummy, so much. Also, so I'm just going to introduce the season. I am going to introduce the season because I wanted this season to be very, very, specific. I wanted it to have themes and I wanted there to be topics that we focused on and we talked a lot about. And I also wanted to have guests. Last year, we dipped our toes into the guest pool a little bit. And I don't know if you remember, but I had my friend on, Lindsay. Hello. And that interview was so terrible. It was so bad, but it was a necessary evil because I realized how I learned how to interview. Watching myself back, I realized all of the ways that I screw up consistently when I'm talking to people and how sometimes in the effort to be funny, I actually end up being extremely annoying, okay? So I realized that. And then I also realized I said a lot of filler words like like, said like a lot and a lot of ums. And I really was disgusted by that because I sounded so dumb and I was like, baby girl, we gonna work on this. So as time went on, I realized like, no, you can't just wing this. You have to write notes, you have to do all of that. And I started interviewing people and the more I interviewed, the better I got. So in this season, we're gonna have a couple of interviews that we're gonna do and I'm really, really excited for it because they're great conversations. When I look back at them and I'm listening to it, I'm like, girl, you really ate that up. You ate that up. You go, girl. I believed in you. I saw you. I saw me, saw you, and you ate it up, and I'm really proud of you. So that is something that I've been wanting to do, and now I'm finally able to do. The other thing, I really wanted to, every month, introduce a new topic and focus on that topic because I feel like there's so many different sides of things and so many facets of things that when I normally talk and we normally have these conversations, I talk about them for a little bit and then I jump to the next conversation or I'm bouncing all over the place. But this is an effort to be a little more focused. So I'm introducing something called series. Okay. So with the series, each month is separated into a different series, which we cover a different topic, which helps us kind of dive deeper into who we are, who we want to be, how we want to live, and all of the facets in our life that make us us. So I started, not started, but I have done that. And that's the the way this season is going to go. But for the overall arching of this season, the theme is who I am. And I feel like we've been on this journey of self-discovery together. It's been you and me forever, holding hands, walking through life, my sisters, you know? 
I feel like who we are is such a big part of how we live our lives. And where we are at our present moment is such a representation of the journey that we've taken and all the good choices we've made, all the bad choices we made. And I really want to dive more into that. I have had this analogy of being in this car you you pack up the car, you have all the things you need and all of the things that you need are the lessons that you've learned, all of the experiences that you've had and you put it in the car and you take it with you and you don't know where you're going but you know you're driving. And at the end of the day, when you finally reach your destination or where you decide your destination is, you've brought all of these things along with you. You've brought baggage with you. And whether that's good or bad baggage, it's you're taking it with you where you are And that's going to influence how you perceive your destination and how you perceive your journey. So I really wanted to focus on that because I feel like at the end of the day, we're all working towards self-betterment, but the journey and the baggage that we carry, it can either be negative or we can just decide that, you know what? This, these outfits that I have in this bag, they're taking up 50 pounds in my car. They're causing drag. So I'm going to stop by a Goodwill and I'm going to drop it off and I'm going to let go of it. So that's the overarching theme for this season. And the very first series is the Who I Am Now series. So I actually wanted to start off this episode with the full story the full story. It's time for the full story. Because over the last two years, and funny enough, since this podcast started, I have been going through something. I've been going through something that honestly has caused so much stress and so much anxiety for everybody involved. No, I'm not sick. Nobody's sick. Okay. I mean, I have my issues, but like, it's not that no one's dying. Okay. What it did teach me is just how real your body's response is to things. We're going to start the story. Are you ready? Normally I'm like, it's a magical story. We're, We're stepping back in time. No, bitch. This is a horror story. So dun, dun, dun. Okay. Y'all, this is the story of how a scammer basically ripped my fucking house apart. Over the last couple of updates, I've been talking about how my house has been under construction. But if you remember, when I first started this podcast, literally the second episode, there's a moment where you can hear a buzz saw. Just, just like cutting some shit up. That's when this all began. And funny enough, I started the podcast when that started and I think the podcast has helped me has distracted me from the reality of my situation for so long this show is sponsored by BetterHelp what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day would you go for a run take a nap read a book go out with a friend a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time but the question is more time for what Recently, me and my therapist sat down and literally made a list of all of the things I've been wanting to accomplish this year that I felt that I did not have any time for. There's a book I've been wanting to read on finance. You guys know I'm super into my finances this year. And I was like, when am I going to have the time to do this? Well, we sat down, made that list, and turns out 
I have time on Tuesday mornings. Little changes can really help create a sense of control in a world where so many of the things that happen are beyond our control. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to fit your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com POV today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot P-O-V. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. So we're going to skip ahead to 2021. We hired this contractor to work on this house. He comes in, he starts doing demo, he's breaking down walls. He's dragging shit out into the yard. No dumpster in sight, mind you. He's starting this huge project and he's all by himself. And I'm like asking myself, like, where is his crew? And I'm asking him, like, where's your crew? Like, when do they come? Like, you're going to need an electrician, like all these things. And he's like, yeah, yeah, they're coming. They're coming. They're not coming. He makes a mess, a huge mess out in the front yard on the third day i remember because we went on like this very long trip away like it was like a two-hour drive so then we come back mind you there's trash outside demo is barely done inside and he is tiling he's putting tile on the floor there's debris everywhere the old tile hasn't been ripped up yet there's appliances in the kitchen clearly should be moved before you start tiling he the way he so like the stairs were carpeted he tiled around the carpet and needless to say that's when the red flags were just like oh hell no like this isn't gonna work while we're there he decides that okay i he needs to move the dishwasher because he does have to tile under the dishwasher as he's moving the dishwasher my mom is like yeah i don't think this is done right and he's kind of getting a little upset to say the least and she's like yeah I don't think this is done right so um I I just I have my doubts about how you're doing this because I'm looking through the tile and you know like when you put tile in you put the little dividers there's no dividers to be seen anywhere and not only that but you can kind of tell that there's no cement under the tile if that makes sense and when you walk on the tile you can hear parts where it sounds hollow and then other parts where it sounds like there's something under it so obviously like cement has not been applied correctly so while he's moving this dishwasher girl the tile just starts popping under his feet. Like the shit starts breaking. And this is like large pieces of tile. And they're just going like pop, 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 And my Beyonce, when the cameras go pop, 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 pop. So now we're all looking at each other. And 
my mom's like, yeah, it's not done right. Like the tile's not done right. And then so she picks up a piece. And what this man had done was take a glob of cement, just drop it there. He put like four globs of cement on each corner of the tile and then one glob in the middle and called it a day. And then my mom was like, okay, that's not how you lay down tile, number one. Like, what the fuck even is this? And he's like, oh, I was just doing it like that because I didn't want to use too much cement. I was trying to be really sparring on the cement. And my mom's like, no, like, there's supposed to be cement in between all of this. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Y'all, you know, he pulls out a pipette, like a pipette, the thing you use to pipe donuts at a bakery, at a French patisserie. He pulls out a pipette, he pulls concrete into it, and he is filling the inside of the tile like it's a motherfucking croissant. At this point, like, my, we're just like, stop. Enough. Like, enough is enough. Give us our money back that we paid you. You need to fucking go. He starts getting mad. Like, he's like angry. Like, he's like, he like, y'all don't even know what you're talking about. Like, like yelling, yelling, yelling. And then he storms off. And when I tell you, like, storms off, like, driving so fast that, like, the tail of his truck is, like, whipping around. And then he runs off. And then we try to call him. He doesn't pick up um he just we just never hear from him again so obviously I'm a detective and you know perhaps I should have done this before this whole situation even started but I start pulling up the information that I do know about him because there's not I don't know much about this man so I pull up the information that I do know about him and which is his phone number and his email so I pull that shit up and I find his Facebook. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, if you can just tell somebody scary by their Facebook. Um, yeah, that man is scary just by his Facebook. Find the Facebook. And that led me to finding his name, which led me to finding his arrest warrant. And this man had a warrant out for his arrest because he had possession of cocaine. Okay? But now, while there's ways to be very litigious about this and to kind of involve the police, the situation of the house, the house looks so terrifying that a very big concern will that it'll be condemned and that it'll be deemed unlivable. Despite the fact that it's only like the kitchen and the living room that look like this, and, you know, the other side of the house is, is not touched. Like, my mom's side of the house isn't touched, and then my side of the house is not touched. It was fine enough that I was recording for two years, and nobody knew anything was amiss, right? But there's no electricity, electrician, there's no electricity in the kitchen. There's no electricity in the kitchen, and there's also no running water in the kitchen, but I'm from Haiti, so like our whole family's from Haiti, which we used to cook outside. And I mean, like, make f- like good food outside, like gourmet meals outside. Just everybody's kitchen was just outside because in Haiti, electricity is very inconsistent. Don't get electricity all the time. It's sometimes you get electricity one hour a week. So people rely people relied on um, 
gas and coal and fossil fuels as opposed to electricity to power their kitchens, their bathrooms, their water. Like we did everything. If you want, if we wanted to watch TV, we went to my uncle's house because he had a generator. But guess what was plugged into the generator? Um, the TV and the fridge. But people who didn't have a generator, they had like these ice box, like ice chests that would keep things very cold for a long amount of time. Like everybody was fine. It was fine. Anyways. So that being said, there was no electricity in our kitchen for a long time. There was like, there's other pieces of pieces, parts of the house that were not used. Cause it's just me and my mom. So, and it's, there's multiple bedrooms in the house. So guess what? One bedroom was turned into like a, um, makeshift kitchen. Another was just like a place where you could like sit. Like we turned the mudroom into like a sitting area. But that being said, sometimes when you're in survival mode, you're under a lot of stress and it manifests in very different ways. During that time, and I'm still coming off of it. I've never been a person to have anger issues, but I found myself being very angry all the time. And actually, I didn't even tell you the worst part about this whole thing. So the worst part about this whole thing is that we're living in this state for like two years, but it's really starting to get, we're really starting to reach the precipice of shit because in the winter, you know, in Georgia, we get a lot of rain and then the summer comes, whatever. This winter was especially bad because there was a freeze and the freeze burst a bunch of pipes, burst mad pipes. And then there was a tornado and the tornado like fucked up the roof. Um, and we did not have electricity for a week. It cut off all the trees in my front yard. Like there was just a lot of natural disaster shit that was just like ridiculous. All of that flooding, all of that wind, all of that shit, what it ended up doing was rotting the fuck out of our walls. Literally rotting the fuck out of our walls. So it became increasingly easy for fucking critters to just break shit apart and crawl inside. And that really was like our last thread. Like that's when I literally started thinking like I might actually lose my mind. And I don't mean like, oh, I'm gonna scream, I'm gonna yell. Like I feel like, I felt like I was extremely close to like actually mentally snapping and just literally just going like just being mentally unwell. Like I was really close to snapping. Y'all, there was a fucking rat infestation. Rats. I don't know if you've ever had a rat infestation before because it's not just one rat. It's a colony. I have not been able to watch Ratatouille the same because I know the crimes I committed against nature to get these fucking animals out. And once we finally got the rats out, this one tipped everyone over the edge. And by everyone, I mean me and my mom and the dog and the Holy Spirit. One day I'm in my room I'm working on my computer. I hear screaming, blood curdling screaming. And my mom, I thought she dropped like a heavy piece of furniture like on her. She was screaming, she was injured. Like I'm expecting to walk into like a bloodbath. I run to her and she's screaming and crying. And I'm like, what's wrong? Like what's wrong? What's going on? 
and she's like and I'm like what like the what bitch she's like divine there is a serpent there's a six foot long snake in the bathroom under the sink she's like I thought it was a braid extension that you had and I'm like why is this girl always leaving her fucking weave in my bathroom and I go to pick it up and that's when I realized that its head reared towards me and it flicked its tongue at me and I started screaming and so I try to open the the bathroom sink counter thing the counter the the sink what is it the sink door and i'm terrified that the snake's gonna be coiled and it's gonna like attack me because i've killed my a fair share of snakes bitch i ain't afraid of them but they do move very quickly and like the way they look at you is very scary and i don't like it i open the sink there's no snake there we start shoving shit out from underneath the sink come to find out there is a ginormous hole under the sink there's a ginormous hole under the sink just leading to outside needless to say no one slept for i no one slept for a while we definitely kept that door shut and i know you're probably wondering why didn't you get it fixed girl during covid everybody and their mother wanted their kitchen house renovated so when i tell you these the the contractors that should be working okay who are not criminals they are booked out to like 2025 and i wish that was a joke but it wasn't i remember during this time asking my neighbor who was he was always doing work in his house in his yard asking him if he knew any contractors that we could hire and his answer was um if you're able to find a contractor right now they are probably a criminal or a crook and he was right because every contractor that we talked to interviewed after girl they were trying to scam they wanted like ten thousand dollars up front you're asking for pictures of work they've done they can't find it their phone's not working like just a whole lot of stuff and end up realizing just how easy it is to get scammed by people and how many people enter uh construction like that line of work because they're crooks and like they want to make an easy buck and like steal so at a point like it was just difficult and then the people who were honest they would very straight up say that they think that the project is too big for them and they're used to handling smaller projects and they don't feel confident about this project so trying to find a contractor went on for two fucking years okay and this time my mother who is a type a personality and not narrow spicy she i'm at this point i'm bringing her to the hospital once every 20 to 30 days because she's having panic attacks in the middle of the night and like panic but anxiety attacks as well and they're giving her the same symptoms as a heart attack and she's an older woman so that's very concerning so we're spending a lot of time in the er um i was progressively becoming an angrier person and um yeah i was just was not having fun so uh the summer comes around and 
one of our family friends, she calls us and she's like, hey, my cousin got her kitchen done and looks really great. And I think you should call this person. So we call them and or my mom calls them because at this point I've emotionally checked out. Anything that has to do with the house, I'm just emotionally checked out. I'm just like saving my money and trying to find a job in any other state so I can just move and leave because I, at that point, I didn't really feel like it was worth it to move out and move into Atlanta because I didn't really like Atlanta in the first place. And I wanted to either move to like New York or LA, but I wanted to have a job there or something that I could fall on. And every time I set up to move to LA, like not LA, sorry, to New York, literally got to the point where I was nearly hired for a job. Okay. Like I went through all of the interview process. They reached out to me and it was a reputable company. I knew people who are working there. Like I was pretty sure I got the job girl. And then, you know, they did a Nepo hire. Congratulations to them. And so I was like, okay, that's so nice. Thank you for letting me know that I'm no longer in the running, even though there wasn't a running. I was supposed to be the Nepo hire. Stop it. So these people come and they start working on the house. The first day, the demo is insane to the point where I'm like, oh my God, I thought the house was naked before. This bitch has been flayed. Like her skin, they've rubbed her raw. Like I can see her skin cells. So then I was like, oh my God, if if shit gets fucked up, like it's fucked up for real this time. Like there's no, there's no making do with this. If shit is fucked up, it's fucked up. Like they dem, like they did demo to the bone, basically, like to the studs. Like they, it was a full gut job. So and then at that point, they are adding to the back, and the whole ass of the house is just out. Her pussy is wide open. Like the whole world can see my house's ass crack. Like literally, if a if a deer just went the wrong way and just they could have just ran up into my house. Terrifying shit. All of that said and done, um, the house is done now. We have a home. And it was so crazy. It didn't really dawn on me just how stressful the last two years have been until uh we came back from the airport and as our Lyft driver was turning into the driveway. I saw that there was light coming in from the house and it was nighttime. And I said to myself, I was like, oh fuck, they left a light on, which like an industrial light, the ones that um, you plug into an extension cord and like you can hang it anywhere. And those really freaked me out because um, my mom had a fire one time with one of them. So I kind of learned my lesson with those. I always want those bitches off. So as we're turning into the driveway, I see light inside. And I'm like, oh my God, they left one on. How long have they left it on? Um, I hope like it's not hot. Like I'm thinking like worst case scenario, everything. And then I walk inside and it's like, oh no, there's electricity in the house. Like there's elect- there's walls where they should be. There's light in the kitchen. And I'm like, oh my God, there hasn't been light in this kitchen for two years. For two years. It hadn't, I don't even want to say it hadn't bothered me because it's like, what are you going to do? You can't be angry. I mean, you can be like, you're going to have outbursts of anger, but like if 
what you're lacking is always at the forefront of your mind you're never going to be able to live or like enjoy anything you're you're just going to be so consumed with like self-pity and disappointment and all of these things that you can't fix no matter how angry you are at the situation you just kind of have to get over it and push past and do whatever makes the next second easier so it was the next day that the contracting team which if you're in georgia alg team that's their name a l g team they called us weeks prior to tell us that if we were ready they could start in like two days but we weren't ready because we had to like move a bunch of shit around and we had asked them for three weeks after that snake the next day my mom called them she was like come monday come monday i can't do this anymore we cannot do this anymore after that like there was just no no going back and the crazy thing is construction starts house gets gutted all of this shit bro this house first of all it's 50 it's not 50 years old this house is old as fuck this house how old is i don't know how old this house is it's older than 50 that's what i know okay and it was built before codes were implemented housing codes codes building codes were implemented in georgia so the guy that built this house he was he, he was having a blast girl he was just doing whatever he wanted he was playing tetris up in this piece okay the house when it was bought i, I don't fucking know man like but all i know is that the more construction that went on the more we're just like oh so we're just lucky that this house did not fall on top of us because they started like pulling like at one point there was just one window there's a room that we're just going to change the window okay girl they started changing the window the wood under the siding which you can't see the wood inside the house that holds the house up has been destroyed by termites the fucking piece of wood was eaten down to a spike that's what was holding the whole wall up. So that had to be replaced. We've we run into this consistently, constantly. Like under the house, there's a support beam that the foundation has shifted. Everything that you don't want to hear during construction, we heard, okay? There was this idea that we're going to remove the second floor, which is where my podcast studio would have been here. We were going to remove the second floor and we were going to have this beautiful cathedral ceiling that we thought was what was here when we first got this house. Girl, you can't do that. You cannot do that. Because the person who built this house built the loft as part of the house. It wasn't an afterthought. So when you think of an A-frame house, you think of logs stacked against each other like this. But the way this person built this was like they they they're like okay one triangle under under so it's like they built this house like a cake as opposed to a tp so that idea went out the window very depressing for my mother because she had a chandelier that she wanted to hang and it really broke her heart that she couldn't hang and she'll be fine but now that the house is almost done like it almost feels surreal because 
when we were living, it's so different than the old house. And also like they just changed the whole floor plan. So nothing is going to be the same. There's no memories of what happened in this room, what I saw, how many fucking rats I murdered in this room. Okay. How many traps were set out in this room? There's none of that. So, which we're really thankful for because the, that shit was really traumatizing. The smell of these animals, you can smell when one has walked by, by the way. You can smell them. That's how potent they are. And the same thing with snakes. You can actually smell snakes depending on how big it is. If it, there is a big snake living in your house, you will smell something really putrid. So it fucks up with you in every single way. And not only that, but every time I have to go get water, every time I have to walk across this the center of my house to get from one end to the other, I'm busting my toe. I'm hearing like the remnants of the tiles crack, all of this shit. And I'm getting so mad. And like, that was really the first time in my life when I was like, oh my God, I really could be, I was like, I, I think I in another life, in another fictional universe, I could have been a mob boss because I, in my head, I was like, honestly, breaking this guy's knees, I could find where he lives. I could, I could, I, I have the, I have the, what is it called? I have the arrest warrant. I could call the police and be like, this is the guy you're looking for. I know where he lives. I could go to his house and break his knees. I was like, I really have it in me. I really have it in me because I was so angry. I was so mad. And I'm like, I see why people do things. And then they say, that was really out of character for me. That's not who I am. But it's like sometimes things in your environment bring you to such a place that your thought patterns are not recognizable. And that's where I was. I was really angry for a long time and like I think that's an even more reason why I'm so thankful for this podcast is because I'm going through that and I am deeply compartmentalized that is compartmental fucking lies it's shoved so deep in my fucking brain to get it out to admit to it it's like hours of labor I am pushing that bitch out okay it was a lot and I remember like towards the end of it I and the thing is I didn't even tell my therapist you heard me you heard that right I didn't even tell my therapist about this deeply traumatizing thing that I was going through I didn't because I just didn't want to talk about it I didn't want to talk about it I didn't want to think about it so I didn't I shoved it down deep and I just did not acknowledge it ever and I am somebody who my physical space influences how I feel a lot when my room is like super messy, dirty, I can't get anything done. I'm super depressed. I'm going through it. I, I'm not, I don't feel well. And my physical space manifests how I feel inside. And my physical space affects how I feel inside. Whenever I'm like really mad, my mom will literally be like, you need to fucking clean. And I'm like, but that's not what's going on. There's other shit going on in my life. And she's like, yeah, but your room's messy. So that's not going to help you at all. And then I'm like, fine. And then I clean and I'm like, oh, life is so beautiful. Look at that bird. Did you see that bird? I love him. Life is worth living. Yeah, right after I just fucking lost my shit, just lose my shit at everybody, just being the most evil little conniving bitch there ever was. 
and then I clean my room or I have a snack and I'm like, life is so good. Are you okay? Why are you sad? You need to enjoy life. Like you need to really tap into your life and like your surroundings. Like, why are you upset? Are you mad at me? Like what's going on? Like, I'm just really happy that that's over. I can return to a semblance of normalcy because that was not fun. And it's very, it feels very violating that somebody could just come into your house, fuck it up, take your money, and then block you and disappear and ghost you. And like all the time, I think I'm like, I wonder what that guy is doing right now. He's probably scamming. But I heard though, I heard through the grapevine that he did it to some other lady and she was a white lady and she had multiple houses. So she didn't have to be, you know, terrified of her shit getting condemned. Um, but I heard he did that to a white lady and she went to the courts. So I honestly don't even remember his name. You would think I'd remember his name after all of the shit he put us through. But no, he's deeply compartmentalized as well. So he did that shit to that lady and I know she took some action. So who knows? He might be under the fucking jail right now. And hopefully he is. Okay, abolish the system, but not for him. Not until he's under the jail cell. But I'm just happy that I don't have to step my toe when I walk through the middle of the house. There's, I can turn on the lights. I have a stove. I can bake. I don't have to use a um, like, you know, an an appliance. I don't have to use like a countertop appliance. I can actually, you know, I can, I can enjoy myself. I can have people in my home. I can have community again. I can do all of these things because before, like I had, I have a group, like I have a handful of friends who've seen the destruction and the chaos that was the inside of my kitchen and my living room. And it's actually funny because one of my friends called me the other day and she said, oh, how's that construction going? I was like, girl, it's almost done. And I was like, I have a stove. I sent her the picture of the stove. She was like, divine, your house was in rubble. She was like, it was a rubble. I was like, that's a little too real. I don't want to hear that ever again. And I was telling my mom like very earnestly one day, I was like, not even being funny, But I think this house, like, really, the way it was, it had the capability to kill somebody. Because guess what stopped the minute the construction started and we started seeing real progress? Her panic attacks. I've not had to take her to the hospital in a couple of months. I'm a lot less angry. I've actually cried more now, which I wasn't crying before at all. Things that should have made me, like, tear up or cry or just, like, you know, an instinctive release of emotion, they were piling up and just making me mad. I was just being angry. I was just getting angry. But now I feel like I have space to, I don't feel so condensed. I don't feel so compact. I don't feel like I have this big, ugly secret that I'm like carrying around. And like, you know, sometimes like I think about it and I'm like, maybe I'm just being dramatic. Like it's just a house. But it's like, you think about what your house means to you. And I think about how I used to live in Haiti. I used to live in a third world country. I was never like deathly poor, but I think about what our construction and our architecture and our systems look like and how to an American person that would be like, oh my God, you're living in squalor. And I think about how I would have preferred that to this situation I was in for the last two years. And I think the only really good part of it was just the way this house was built 
when you're on one end of the house, you don't know what's going on on the other end. You don't. So the middle was the middle. And the left side was the left side. The right side was the right side. And if I wanted to pretend like there was no middle, I could. Your space is very important. I think that's one thing I learned here. Is that your space is very important. And I don't think I will take a clean kitchen for granted ever again in my life. I really don't. I relish... I've been, we have wood floors now. I've been polishing them, bitches. On my hands and knees like motherfucking Cinderella. On my little microfiber cloth. Just scrubby, 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 scrub. You know? Because I deserve a nice space. And also, by the end of this, I don't think anyone expected the house to turn out the way it did. Because it's Gorgina. You can see it on my Instagram. I post every once in a while on my story. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. There's a big ass window. There's a gorgeous kitchen. There's a place to sit and talk to somebody and have a cup of tea. I don't have to go outside to sit with my friends anymore. They can come inside. So that's the first portion of the Where I Am Now series. That's the first overarching update that I wanted to give. On the next episode, I will be talking about my relationship with spirituality and where I am in terms of that because I think over the years I've talked about Christianity and I've talked about tarot and how I feel about those two things but I think it's only recently that I've made a real informed and impactful decision and I also since we're in the spirit of Halloween it's October I really want to tell you guys some of the stories that I know of of um, Halloween and Haiti Um, and I'm trying to convince my mom to be on the pod, to be a guest, because a lot of these stories are her own. Stay tuned after this episode for a very special preview of Text to My Therapist, the POV pop culture podcast that airs every Wednesday for our POV Plus subscribers on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you're enjoying the show, make sure to share with family and friends and to leave a rating and review on the Spotify or Apple podcast app. Again, thank you so much for being a POV Plus subscriber.